Radio, and this is The Champ. And this is Kareem, a.k.a. Night Clever Lighting. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of uh, another disappointing week for the 49ers in what's becoming a, a almost a lost season with all the injuries and, and losses and COVID and everything. But the 49ers Thursday night come off a loss and a very much expected loss, 34 to 17 to Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the Green Bay Packers, who we dominated last year in the NFC Championship game, just dominated, but this time it was a different story. Yeah, it was. Um, not a surprise that this is the result of the game. You know, we know we're down uh, our star players. The momentum this season <clears throat> has been uh, not good. You know, we got COVID hitting everywhere. We got yeah. injuries everywhere. So, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are on a roll this year. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a, a man possessed, and he played like it. You know, yeah. 25 of 31, 305 yards, four touchdowns in a single game, Al Bundy himself. Um, yeah, it wasn't a surprise, unfortunately. And But I will say, Nick Mullins didn't play bad. And um, he didn't play good either, but, you know, he, yeah. he wasn't bad. You know, he, he filled his role as a backup, but all in all, you know, it's hard. Like, I mean, we do criticize the team. It's what we fucking do. But it's also hard to criticize them when your whole fucking team is just ravaged the way our team is. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. this week, though, they might have brought it on themselves because uh, Wednesday morning, and you get all pumped up for a game, even though we had a backup, I think we had a chance to beat Green Bay if we had – at least some of the guys that went down with COVID or, you know, that went down with contact tracing in COVID. So Wednesday, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Williams, and Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, three of our, our, you know, starters and, and arguably two of the best players on the team come down with COVID and we find out they're not going to play on Thursday. And I know me and you were talking the week before how much we liked Ayuk and how, how he's looking, and Trent Williams is obviously the best player on our line, and you don't have those guys going against a Green Bay team who's, who's fucking mad and hates you. Uh, you go in there, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, did what he did, and I, they could have they scored a lot more than they did, but I think they kind of took their feet off the gas a little bit. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 25 for 31 for 305 and four touchdowns. And even worse, Devontae Adams, 10 catches for 173 and a touchdown, just dominated. And then Valdez Scantling has the two balls for two touchdowns. The 49ers secondary, you know, minus Richard Sherman, minus uh, I think Tart got hurt, you know, that, you just can't have those kind of injuries. We had guys like Marcel Harris and Jamar Taylor playing and it was all bad. And you know, they were Aaron Rodgers just took total advantage and the 49ers without Iuke and, and KB without Kittle, without Debo, without Coleman, uh, with all those injuries, no Mostert, they came in and just didn't have enough firepower in the running game. Jarek McKinnon, um, was the feature back. I know I wanted to see a little bit more of Jermichael Hasty, but 
McKinnon came in and had 12 carries for 52 yards, which, and then had a garbage touchdown late, you know, just, just really did nothing, uh, nothing on the ground. And then you got to point that back to uh, the offensive line and also point it back to how Green Bay brought eight in the box and, and, you know, didn't think that uh, Nick Mullins could beat them in the air. And you know what? They were right. (laughs) Yeah, our O-line, I feel, of all the uh, tragic storylines of this year, our O-line performance is the top one. Yeah. I I think three out of the five are first-round picks. You know, Trent Williams is considered the best in the game, and they have not been playing like that at all. You know, and and the game is won and lost in the trenches, and we just just don't have it, man. These guys – you know, McCringy 6'9", who has been my favorite uh, target to bully this season. You know, he's fucking sorry as hell. And, you know, he gets fucking destroyed every week. And, uh, I mean, I think last week was one of his better games. But, you know, everyone on the line is getting whooped. And when you have uh, a skittish Garoppolo behind center, you know, especially after he gets hit, I mean, he's really nervous. You know, you have a backup in Nick Mullins. You know, once you smack these guys a couple times, the wheels come off and they just don't have it. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not cool. You know, they're very aware of it too. I know you said after the game last week, um, and or the week after, the week before, I mean, that we actually won. McGlinchey was like, "Yeah, you know, how's that? You know, like he did something, but." Every week, it's it's just been pressure upon pressure, and now, um, you know, with with our running backs with no Kittle in there to help block, it's just been really bad. And and our quarterbacks have had you know really no time uh, to throw the ball, or they've got injured, et cetera. And and like you said, it all points at the line. And you know, it's 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 not going to get better this year. There's there's injuries where the the starting center, Grasso's off the street. We played Justin School, took uh, over for Trent Williams, and he might be one of the worst players in football. He sucks. I was going to say, he's fucking trash. Terrible. And, and, you know, if we know at this point, there's no doubt about it, that Nick Mullins is a backup quarterback. He's a career backup. He might be good enough to be a main backup, but he, he you know, He's a second, third quarterback on every team. True. Well, uninspiring game. You know, to be honest, any Thursday night game, it's the worst thing in the NFL. They need to get rid of it. Um, But, you know, Thursday night, our team being decimated, playing against Green Bay, who's, you know, one of the front runners for the NFC uh, Conference uh, Championship. Man, we didn't have a chance. No and chance. No chance in hell. You know, I, I I will say it was, you know, we had a couple good things. And and you mentioned Nick Mullins didn't look bad. Mullins' main target was Richie James. He had a lights-out game, and he wasn't even supposed to play. And, you know, you, you start looking at the defense. The defense, although they gave up 34 points, there were some highlights on defense. Um, and, and it wasn't that bad, especially when you start thinking about the line being decimated and, um, you know, it really puts the, the corners and the, the safeties out there on an island 
And without the pressure, you can't expect guys like Emmanuel Mosley and Marcel Harris to, to, to stand up very well against guys like uh, Devonte Adams, you know? Yeah. Well, I wish I could say I was uh, disappointed, but I expected it. And, you know, uh, Green Bay is going crazy. You know, they, they drafted a quarterback last year and Aaron Rodgers was, or this year, Aaron Rodgers was pretty upset about that. <clears throat> and he's playing like it. And he's mm-hmm. one of those players like a Tom Brady who, you know, you piss him off and he's going to really, really show you something. You know, that's how he plays. It's all the great ones really play. And he did, you know, they, they just dominated us from, from the Ruta to the Tuta. And that's and, why, uh, you know, that's why Jimmy G isn't a great one. Because when times get tough, he just kind of crumbles in. Like yeah, and he has that goofy-ass smile on his face, like everything is great. And it's yeah. like, bro, no, it's not. Everything's great <laughs> no, it's when, not. Yeah, well, when you have a million-dollar contract, a hundred-million-dollar contract, things are great. And you're dating porn stars, and you've got that jawline. Things are fucking great for you, but it's not yeah. great for me as a exactly. fan. Exactly. And as someone that has 13 loyal listeners, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Yeah, but why shout don't we... out to the dirty dozen. <laughs> well, why, why don't we talk about some people that did something good, actually? Yeah, let's hand out a couple. Uh... So, yeah, the, the one shining light of our team is uh, our boy, Fred Warner. Wow. The guy is a fucking beast. 13 tackles, eight solo tackles. He was all over the place, and uh, there was a mic'd up moment where Aaron Rodgers said, you are the best in the game. Everyone knows it. And um, that was high praise from him. And it's true. You know, Fred Warner, you know, was it a year or two ago or last year, really? Uh, you know, we had our stellar defense and he was one of the guys, but you know, he doesn't have the name recognition of some of the other players in the league. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers said that too, you know, that, in this league, it's all about the, the fancy names and shit, but he was like, you are the best. And he is, you know, he has been beasting ever since he's been on the team, but this year, especially, you know, he's really standing out on that defense. Uh, General Soleimani, Salahul Akbar's defense. And uh, Fred Warner beasted. Uh, I'm really glad you're on the team, carrying on the tradition of beastly linebackers of the 49ers. And um, I hope that we keep them for the long term because, you know, in this, in this day and age, you know, players don't necessarily have longevity with their teams. And, of course, the better they get, the more higher price tag they demand. And we have a lot of money uh, committed to a lot of people. But I hope we make, make it happen for Fred Warner because he deserves it. And that's, that's why right. he gets my, my friend. Well, I'm going to go ahead and – Give it to somebody on the offense. Maybe the only guy that deserves it on the offense. And I mentioned earlier, this wide receiver wasn't even supposed to play. He's, he's been in and out sporadic. But we all know that he has talent and he's fast and, and he finally got to show his talent. I'm talking about Richie James. Nine catches for 184. Incredible stat line. One touchdown. Um Average 20.4 a catch. And and obviously, you know, working with Mullins and being a, a fourth wide receiver on this team, 
he's been getting reps with Mullins for a while, and they have a good rapport on the field, and he yeah. showed that. And it was good to see because with all these injuries – and you know KB has drops, and and uh, uh, there's there's guys that we've expected to do good and haven't, like Trent Taylor. There's been injuries, Debo, all that. Um, I'm hoping Richie James can step in uh, and and be a regular starter type player for this 49er team uh, because he played really good and was fun to watch and was getting behind the defense. They had no answer for him, and. Uh, Richie James had, you know, one of the best games of the year for any 49er. So for that, Richie James, breath, you get my franchise. All right. Well, there's plenty of uh, fingers to point this week, but yes. let's just talk about who needs to step the your game up. To me, it's a group. Yeah. It's uh, not just one player, it's the O line. The O line is a unit. They are supposed to work as one. If one of them fail, essentially the entire O-line is not doing their job. And this O-line has been stinking it up all year. You know, you, you can't really have an offense, uh, any consistency on offense if you don't have blocking up front. And this line is disappointed. You know, like I've said before, three first-round picks out of five people on the line. And um, just it's not going. It's just not going. And no quarterback, you know, not a hundred million dollar Jimmy G or a two dollar rebate quarterback Nick Mullins or young Thor Bethard is going to be successful when they're having to, you know, run away from eight hundred pound silverback gorillas every fucking Sunday. So yeah, the entire fucking O line, left tackle, right tackle, center, right guard, right tackle, all of you motherfuckers, every last one of you needs to. Man, and imagine if we addressed the offensive line in in this draft with our top pick instead of getting Javon Kinlaw, who's done absolutely nothing this year. We'd probably be in a better position um, with the line because the line is something that we need to address for sure this offseason. But for me, I'm again looking at someone that needs to step it up and mine goes to the offense. And this guy, first off, he's a cracker, which, you know, is neither here nor there. The 49ers expect him to be in the role of like a Cole Beasley or a Julian Edelman or, you know, one of those white receivers that, that's kind of like a do-all, small, tough guy receiver. And uh, he's always hurt. And this year he's been – pure shit. He hasn't done shit. His name's Trent Taylor. And uh, he had one catch for nine yards in moving into a starting role. He got outplayed by a guy named River Craycraft, which is a guy that we picked up off the street, basically. Um, and, you know, Kyle has been patient with this guy. He's been hurt. Uh, you know, kept him on the or kept a roster spot hot for him. And when he comes back, you know, he just – he hasn't contributed anything on the field. And and when he has, he's he's had drops. He, he was targeted four times, only came up with one catch, and, and he's just not getting open. And, and pretty soon it's going to be, why are we even keeping this guy on the roster? What does he do? 
He's a yeah. practice squad caliber player. Uh, and again, he's white, which again, you know, is neither here nor there. But that's the best at, thing about him. At the wide receiver spot, being white has not always been something good, um, unless you're Chris Collinsworth or Steve Largent or something like that. So for that, Trent Taylor, you've been sucking ass. You're a cracker. And you need to step, step your game, game up. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. Uh, you know what I wanted to talk about? You know, we're we're talking about Jimmy G not being around next year. And I saw a picture online that someone superimposed the 49er jersey on top of Aaron Rodgers. I saw that. And immediately I started thinking, like, man, with that Shanahan offense and a genius like Aaron Rodgers behind it with that arm who can still move a little bit and can definitely find receivers in stride, can throw the deep ball, all things that Jimmy G hasn't been able to do very well. Man, and and, and also you mentioned, you know, he's already got – um, what's the guy's name? Jordan Love behind him. They they picked him in the first round. He's got his his you know his heir apparent there. I think uh, the 49ers would look great with uh, Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. And I think given the team that we have right now, the talent, that's a team that I would think uh, can make a definite run at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um... I think all signs are pointing to Jimmy G's era, his tenure with the Niners being over after this year. You know, he's uh, underperformed. He's underdelivered. He's uh, he's good, but he's not great. And we don't play the game of good. We need great. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, there's uh, been a lot of talk. And, I, you know, I think all of these quote-unquote rumors that go out, I think they come from the team, you know, of people who know people on the team and the messages get leaked out. And I feel like Shanahan has been kind of putting it out there, you know, passively that he's not a big Jimmy G fan, you know, he could do a lot more with a lot less. And um, so, yeah, I think that after this year, Garoppolo's gone. And so the question becomes, who are we, we going to get? And a lot of people are saying Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers or you know Sam Darnold and all these other people. Um, none of them really, really um, blow my socks off. You yeah. know, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, period. Um, if we did pick him up, I feel like it would not be a bad thing. I'm definitely not mad at it, you know. Um, However, he is old, and there's two schools of thought on it. You know, one is you want to have a player that's young that you could uh, have a run with for many years. You know, I think as a fan, you kind of want, excuse me, you want those players that you could invest in as a fan, you know, for years and watch them win for a while. Yeah. But, but that's not the league we're in either, and at the end of the day, Man, we just want to fucking win, period. It doesn't matter who, you know, who's behind center. You know why uh, I think I, I, I think it's a possibility is because last year we've all heard the Tom Brady 
John Lynch 49ers possibility stories. And it was a real possibility. The Niners were really looking at at Tom Brady last year. And, you know, that we knew then after the Super Bowl that, uh, you know, that, that Shanahan was not happy with the play down the stretch of Jimmy G. And if they were looking at Tom Brady, I don't know why they wouldn't look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's, he's you know, had some injuries, but... Again, like you said, I don't think it's it's a long-term thing, obviously. I think one, two years max. But if they're going to take the approach that this is the team that we have and this is the core with guys like Kittle, Bosa, you know, Armstead and Debo, if, if that's in Mostert, if that's our core and we're going to try to think that we can be a Super Bowl team with the improved play at quarterback, then I, I think Aaron Rodgers makes a lot of sense. But I don't really like Matt Ryan. I don't. I, I think Sam Darnold is intriguing or interesting, but you know he hasn't had anything to work with. I don't know. I, I, if that happens, we'd probably be able to get him for a can of soda. And then Kirk Cousins, the name you brought up, I, I don't want to see him. He fucking sucks. So you'd start looking at the draft and there's some huge names in the draft available, but the 49ers have the patience to, to wait for one of these guys to develop. And that's, that's the question. It's going to be interesting, but I think the main thing is that, like you said, Shanahan is not happy with Jimmy. I think too, he's, he's definitely leaked that around. Um, and, 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 for the, I think he's done it to, to kind of motivate Jimmy to play better, and it just hasn't worked. And the ankle's one thing, but ankle or no ankle, he sucks, and he has sucked. So it is what it is. I guess we'll find out what's going to happen. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not intrigued by Kirk Cousins and um, <clears throat> Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers definitely would get excitement, and I think also – you know, we have a young group of guys and to bring in another young quarterback, like we don't want a bunch of years of building something either. You know, we want to fucking win. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you said, after the Super Bowl, us uh, showing legitimate interest in Tom Brady was everything we needed to know about yeah. how, where Jimmy G stands on this team and, and how the coaches feel about him. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Aaron Rodgers having such a great year. I think that the Packers lose a lot of face by getting rid of him. But at the same time, man, they dropped a quarterback, and there's whispers out of that franchise about how difficult Aaron Rodgers is to be around and how, you know, the way he is as a teammate. But yeah, you know, lifelong Niner fan wanted to get drafted by us, but we chose Alex Smith instead, and we babbled about that for years but yeah um jimmy g era is over i think that we could say that with certainty even though it's still early but i i would be shocked if we kept him well why don't we move on to something even more depressing the 49ers <laughs> have to travel to new orleans this week sunday and play that hairy thing on his fucking face the trumper drew Brees. And yes. Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints. 
I was at the game last year in New Orleans, and uh, it was one of the games of the century, to be honest. It was one of the best football games we've, we've all ever seen. I think the NFL, uh, everyone called it the game of the year last year, the defining game of the year. And this year, almost every single person that played in that game is, is not playing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still Drew Brees. It's still Kamara. Um, you know, and, and from there, we were Jimmy G, Mostert, um, you know, Tevin Coleman, all those guys are out. Um, it looks like there's going to be no Mostert. Jaquaski Tart is going on IR. Uh, Kittle's still out. Um, they were saying Sherman, uh, Richard Sherman's practicing this week, but he's probably not going to play. Same looks like uh, Tevin Coleman will be back after the bye week. And it's highly doubtful that Debo plays as well. So you're almost looking at the same team that played last week. Uh, but we should hopefully have Ayuk back, Trent Williams back. Uh, so those are two positives. But, man, going into New Orleans with, uh, with Drew Brees. And, and just imagine how bad, how mad Drew Brees is that Trump lost the presidency despite, you know, Drew probably stuffing the ballots with his family. I'm sure that thing on his face has a vote. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, he's probably really mad about that, and he's probably going to come and take it out on the 49ers for beating him last year. Yeah, especially with guys on our team with the name of Jaquiski Tart and yeah, Hello Witherspoon. And you know Drew, he puts on a good face that he likes black people, but inside he hates them. Well, it's totally understandable. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, yeah, this is going to be a bloodbath. Um, New Orleans is, is killing it. They just had a huge game against Tom Brady and the boys. Where they, Smashed them. They kind of showed who was uh, really running the NFC South. And there was a stat. Uh, there's a stat line they showed where Tom Brady and Breeze's all-time Ratings were next to each other, and Breeze is actually leading in most of the all-time stats. I mean, they're separated by a game's worth of touchdowns and yards. But um, Breeze, if he had the rings, he would be in that GOAT talk, and he's really not. You know, he's he's considered a great quarterback, but when you have any conversation about the GOAT, you know, it's uh, always Tom Brady, you know, the Joe Montanas, of course, and all the historical greats, but in the modern game, Drew Brees is never really mentioned that much. Yeah. And, uh, but statistically, you know, the guy is fucking top shelf all over the place. And, um, I think that he is going to fucking finger our buttholes and, uh, we're not going to like it. And, you know, their defense is third in the fucking league, man. And, uh, 12th, uh, rated passing game. Uh, overall offense is rated 13th. Like their team is, is good. You know, well-ran franchise, well-coached, well-quarterbacked by an American who bleeds these colors, red, white, and blue, the white, white, and the white. And um, yeah, I expect a game. I expect worse than what we experienced Thursday. Yeah. You know, and, and you start talking about their defense. Trey Hendrickson on that line with Cam Jordan. He, the dude's got seven and a half sacks. And then you start looking at their secondary, which is 
way better. Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore, all those guys can ball out. And then they won five in a row, you know, and, and we had four wins this whole season. And, and I don't know when the next one's going to come. And going in, traveling halfway across the country or, or really across the country, you know, it, I don't see any positive signs uh, coming here or, or, you know, for this game. And then you start thinking about Alvin Kamara, who really overall is really the best running back in football, possibly. I, I, I mean, I dare you to name one that's better and, and that's having a better year. And then they got Emmanuel Sanders, who's, who's over there, who, who ran in Mike Shanahan's offense, actually had a good game against them last year. And then Michael Thomas is back um, and, and, you know, Taysom Hill. We've already shown many times that the 49ers cannot stop a mobile quarterback. And if you watch that uh, Tampa Bay game, Taysom Hill was all over the place. He was catching balls. He was lining up in, in the in shotgun and, and just, you know, dominated. And they dominated the, a team in the Bucks that, that was really the number one team that everyone was talking about last week. And, and how it's, you know, there's no way they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, you start looking at that offense, Jared Cook, Traquan Smith, Man, it's it's problems everywhere. And we knew going into the year that, you know, it was the Niners, New Orleans, Seattle in the in the NFC that's you know, that can really handle shit and, and probably represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And uh it started off a little slow for uh for New Orleans, but uh, you know, it, it's definitely picked up five in a row. They got Quan Alexander for from us. I don't think he's gonna play. Um, but you know, that's that's another thing and they're obviously moving up and we're obviously moving down. And uh, I, I just don't see a very good outcome, you know, when, when looking at the matchups and everything, especially with all the injuries and everything they have, I, I'm seeing the line anywhere from minus nine to minus 10. Uh, I think it's minus 10 in Vegas right now. I easily see, you know, the Packers put up 34 last week and the Niner defense was upset, but that's to be expected. I also see them scoring about that much. I think uh, the Packers win uh, 41-24. Yeah, uh, you mean the Saints? I mean the Saints, my bad. Saints uh, take it 41-24 in New Orleans. I don't think we even put up 24. Their defense is tenacious, and uh, I think it's going to be 45-16. to 16. Ain't, ain't New Orleans ain't. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough, um, but you know we'll see what happens. Get to see a little more Mullins. Maybe some of these younger guys can go. But I, I just you know don't see a win in in the horizon for the 49ers. Why don't we talk about some good teams? Why don't we break down our picks? We tied yeah, again good. last week, by the way. <clears throat> Oh, it's getting tight. Yep. You're up by one game on me, but we're both under 500, but we're betting against the spread, so that's not that bad. All right. 
Well, leading off the week, Thursday night football, um, Tennessee hosting Indy. Uh, Tennessee is looking pretty good this year. Indy's all right, um, but I got Tennessee. I got Tennessee too, even though Indy had a shot against the Ravens. They just didn't do anything in the second half. Titans are solid on both sides of the ball. I like the Titans minus two at home. All right. Then we have Cleveland. Uh, looks like Baker Mayfield is on the COVID list, which is not a good sign. They're down OBJ. So I don't think they're going to be able to pull it out with Houston, who uh, looks to be a team in turmoil a little bit. You know, the rumors are J.J. Watt wants out, which is a big deal, but he's still on the team. <laughs> and uh, they still have some other players. So I got Houston. Yeah, I don't think you can bet against Houston, especially without Mayfield and fucking – Odell. So, yeah, Texans. All right. Detroit hosting the Washington football team, the team that single-handedly defeated racism. Uh, Detroit favored by three and a half. Uh, it's a game I'll be sure to miss, but I, I got Detroit. Yeah, you know, Alex Smith is getting the start. Um, so, you know, that should be good to watch him game manage and dink and dunk for a whole game. <laughs> <laughs> The Lions, yeah, the Lions are shit too, but uh, I'm going to go with the Lions here because they've been playing a little bit better lately than they did when they started off. Lions uh, minus three and a half. I'll take them at home. All right. Green Bay hosting Jacksonville. Green Bay favored by 13. I think that they win and cover. Yeah. Fuck Jacksonville. Uh, Packers cover and they score big, score a lot. That's what she said. Yeah. All right. Uh, Philadelphia going into New York to face the Giants. Philly favored by three and a half. I got Philly. I got Philly too. The Giants are playing a little bit better. I still think Philly shakes out of it and and wins that East. And I'll take the Eagles uh, on the road. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay going into Carolina. Tampa favored by four and a half. Tom Brady coming off of a humiliating defeat, which means he's going to whip his cock out. And <laughs> I think you muted yourself, bro. Uh, there you go. Uh, sorry, lost audio for a second. Yeah, I have Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, you know, I, I also think Antonio Brown, you, we saw him catch a couple balls. I think he'll have a whole week of practice. Mike Evans, that running game. The Panthers are a lot better this year with Matt Rule, but the Bucks are going to be too good, and they win easily by four and a half. All right. The Las Vegas Raiders hosting Denver. Raiders favored by five. Um yeah, I got the Raiders, man. The Raiders are actually halfway decent this year. Yeah, which sucks. They're going to be better than us this year. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the Raiders, too. The Broncos, I mean, that's a game that I don't really need to watch. <laughs> All right. Um, Miami. Welcome to Miami with Tua. Um, Tua, man, hosting the Chargers. Miami's favored by two and a half. You know, I got Miami, man. Tua is, uh, he's the, the brown skin Tebow, you know, God's favorite quarterback. And, uh, 
I really like the guy, and he's a hell of a player. So I got him. Yeah, this is going to be a, actually a good game. I, I watched the Miami Cardinals game last week, and it was just lightning. You know, these guys can score whenever they want. Um, and I think the Dolphins, just the way that, that uh, Tua played and some of the moves he had, really similar to Kyler Murray to me. Um, but the Chargers have been coming close. You know, I love my guy Herbert from Morgan. But I got to go with the Dolphins at home, minus two and, a, two and a half. I will be watching this game. This should be a good game. All right. Um, Arizona hosting Buffalo. Arizona favored by two. Arizona, Kyler Murray and the boys um, at home. I got Arizona. I'm going to go with the Bills. The Bills handed it to the Seahawks. And I think they still stay hot. I think they can handle a mobile quarterback. I like the Bills plus two. All right. The Los Angeles Rams uh, hosting Seattle. Rams favored by one and a half. Um, mm, this one is a hard one to pick. It is. But I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of – I think Seattle is a powerhouse of a team. But, you know, they've also, in typical Seattle fashion, you know, play pretty tight with people. And uh, the Rams have talent. And they have Aaron Donald, everyone's favorite. And they're at home. So I'm going to go ahead and pick them, Rams. Yeah, you know, that that Seahawks defense is fucking pathetic, but I just don't think they're as bad as they are on paper. They lost it. I think Ken Norton is one of the dumbest men in the league as far as being a coach. And <laughs> I don't know how he's a coach. But I think the Seahawks have, have so much weapons. And we saw the Rams. They, they crumble, too. So I'll take the Seahawks on the road plus one and a half. All right. Then we have Nall and Saints uh, hosting us. We already know they're favored by 10. We both have them beating that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. easy. Um, all right, Pittsburgh, who is putting together quite the year. Yeah. Um, favored by seven and a half against Cincinnati. Um, Steelers are at home. But I just saw today that Big Ben is on the Rona list. Um, Might be able to play. But I think no matter what, you know, they put the janitor out there. Steelers are extremely well-ran, well-coached, well-staffed team. So uh, I got Pittsburgh. Bengals aren't as bad this year, but if, and it's a, it's a conference game, but if Ben doesn't play, I like the Bengals. But I think Ben will play because it's just that he didn't get COVID. Uh, he was on the contact list, and he has to sit out five days or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the Steelers minus seven and a half on, at home. All right. Um, Baltimore going into New England to face Trans Newton. Um, <laughs> Baltimore favored by seven. You know, Baltimore is still the them boys, and uh, Trans Newton is still a homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and not that that affects his play. Yes. But um, Baltimore. Yeah, I take Baltimore, too. I, I'm just – Patriots, I don't know. They they don't have any weapons. The Gatriots. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Monday night, wrapping up the week, we have Minnesota going into Chicago, NFC North battle. 
Uh, Minnesota's favored by two and a half. But I just really have not been able to buy into Minnesota very much this year. And Chicago, I've been buying into a lot. So I got Chicago at home. I will say Dalvin Cook is becoming, I mean, he's always been one of the best, but he's finding his stride and he fools running for like 200 a game, like two games in a row. Uh, I I think the Vikings are going to kill Chicago because I don't think Chicago can score. So I got the Vikings on the road minus two and a half. We got a couple, uh, a couple different picks this week. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, may the gods be with us. After the 49ers get fucking trashed. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you, man, every year it's getting harder and harder. You know, last year we uh, had a real inspiring run, and then we came up short, which, you know, as a lifelong Niner fan, it's like, dude, I'd rather not go to the Super Bowl than go there and fucking lose. Yeah, like that, too, when you have the lead most of the game and then just take your foot off the gas and – yeah. And throw interceptions and shit. So Pull sad. Shanahan and give away the lead. So, yep. so anyway, yeah. Um, just brace yourself, Niner fans, for an uninspiring, um, uninvigorating rest of the year. And um, But, you know, we'll still tune in because what the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah. They still think they have a chance, too, from everything they're saying in the media. So we'll see. If they can sneak in. And maybe get Jimmy back and they're healthy and Jimmy's mad and wants to prove that he can be a starter in this league and blah, blah, blah. Then there's always a chance because the team is talented, but I wouldn't bank on it. On blood. That's right. Well, shit. Um, all right. Well, shit. I think that's it, man. It was a, it was a whack week of football for us, but there'll be another whack week next week or yep. this week. So. So stay tuned, keep it champish, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout out Trent Newton for being the first openly transsexual player in the NFL. You're breaking down barriers, and I appreciate it. All right, way to, way to cut it out. All right, you guys, peace. <laughs>